Many people say that music is a universal language. If that's the case, I would like to use music as a platform to talk about health. My name is Dr. Moshe Lewis, and I'm a full-time practicing physician who loves music and the way it affects our brains, our bodies, and our well-being. We'll be discussing topics that affect all of us, from mental health to body image, cancer screening to stroke. Our health is truly our greatest asset. Hopefully, these discussions will improve the health of our community. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. I'm excited and ecstatic to be joined by international video producer, Lex Luter. I mean, he is doing some amazing things and have just come up through the game so fast, so meteoric that we just had to sort of really take some time with him and go back to where he began and talk about how you got inspired to even go into this to begin with. This is an intense feel. Thank you, thank you for the introduction. Um, so I'm from New York City, uh, Brooklyn to be exact, and um, so our local neighborhood hero was Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like just a summer day and all the kids were, you know, in New York City, we get to our leash, if you say, of, right. of, of where we can go, kind of like very. So mm -hmm. we were like somewhere, probably like, I would say like a half a mile, probably like, yeah, I would say like a half a mile away. And we heard that Jay-Z was shooting a music video. Right in Brooklyn, so obviously, yeah, you know, the kids are just like, you know, so we run and, and it's just, Brooklyn, so yeah, know, right? exactly, you know, so we just start running and if, if you know one of those film montages and they use this, you know, across the bridge and then under the train tracks and then, you know, the trees and, you know, so we just all running back. Um, and it's just one of, it's one of those days I'll, I'll forget, uh, I will never forget. Um, and, and all the kids were asking, hey, can I be a part of it? You know, right. so, you know, the kids that were in it, uh, you know, some of the B-roll shots, like I know mm -hmm. more, I probably know, I would say a good 35, 40% mm -hmm. um, of the cast in that. Right. Uh, was it Hard Knock Life by any chance? It was Hard Knock Life, sure. yes, okay, so right. it was Hard Knock Life. And um, so instead of uh, asking to be in it, I asked to help out. Mm, and they were like, yeah, so technically like that was like my first PA job. <laughs> sure, right, right. They gave me like sure. a walkie-talkie yeah, and right, it, was right, sure. like an, ah. it was just like an amazing experience, you know, sure. sweeping the floor exactly. and, you know, just being able, able to, to go, there. just to be able to be there and right. to go up to like the catering truck and right. to get an egg sandwich and, you know, right. Right. Um, and that literally stayed with me. Sure. And we should say what a PA is and the fact that it's not a paid position okay, because yeah. a lot of people hear these big titles. Well, I'm sorry. Well, that, that's not even call myself a PA then. Okay. Then I was like... The I was the the kid who came in slash intern right. for the day, okay. you know, yeah, uh, you know, because um, because you know production assistants should get paid. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was probably like 11, 12 years old. Oh. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> so they were, yeah, yeah, like I <laughs> wasn't. wasn't movie. Yeah, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't a paid position. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely was right. that indelible moment that um, that stuck with me, that led me to this point right here. Right, and from there you go to film school, and was that all part of that inspiration, or there were some other key moments also? Um, actually, before going to film school, I, I, I went to the university for urban arts. You know, mm -hmm. so I knew I wanted to be. Well, you know, within the art, the art field, um, I think I just wanted to uh, just a new take on artists. You mm -hmm. know, and who were you know some of the, some of my ancestral uh, artists. Mm -hmm. You know, people who've done some amazing things. So when mm -hmm. I went to school, I went for urban arts. You know, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, after my, I would say like my first second semester, I was like. I want to be a director, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Okay. So I was like, hey, Ma, I know I just got all A's and B's in school, but like, I kind of want to go to film school. Right. So it's like, you know, it's trying to just figure out like, 
we just invested all this money or you know right. this or this time or whatever it was right. um but so i left i left uh that that winter break sure. um i think it was like in december and then um i enrolled in the new york film academy that march right, right. and i just and i went on to do their uh their filmmaking program sure and who were some of your inspirations in terms of whether it be film or music um just in general uh I honestly would say like the Hugh brothers mm -hmm. and you know some of those older um you know film classic films mm -hmm. um but to be honest like I don't I didn't go to school um film school for like for like music videos or anything I mm -hmm. really went to for, for like documentary purposes because I I I I I have a voice and I wanted to use it via film mm -hmm. um I think music videos you know it came and I was good at it, and it just be like ah, and then it just be like ah, and then it's like ten years, and it's like what am I still doing here? And then it's like you know, so right. so yeah, with that. But um, I went to school to uh, to do documentaries, mm, um, yeah. knowing that I would do films and mm. um, music videos was just you know I was just you know the nineteen twenty year old guy, you know, why not do music, you know? I, do, right. I listen to music every day, like why not be able to work with some of the artists that I, I listen to? Okay. But um, I did go to school to, to make documentaries about the plight of, you know, of the experience of the skin. Sure, no, yeah. no, that's so important. Um, who are some of those first artists that you work with? What was that first big, big break where you're like, wow, I don't actually believe that now I'm no longer my assistant for the day. Okay. But I'm actually. Okay. I am. The, I am the director. I am this the director. Okay. Cool. So I, I definitely have like two different careers: one mm -hmm. as a director and one as um, a, a, a producer EP. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, as it relates to like directing and stuff, um, my directing career was earlier on. So, you know, when um, when I don't think it was actually an artist who. When I when I looked up like oh my god it can't be I, I think it was more so like the paycheck you know what I mean right. <laughs> you know I, I think you know because you know I never really wanted to be the videographer the guy mm -hmm. who's gonna get be hyped because mm -hmm. I'm in the room with the artist but right. I'm not getting paid and like right. I never wanted to be that guy you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. um, so for me I think it was when I was like okay cool when I was doing like contractual work with like agency who had contracts with like Diesel and um, and Nike mm -hmm. uh, uh, did some Red Bull stuff um, you know and then my production company my first production company light up film um, probably like 21 getting like work working with like the construction company cat mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. like that so for me it was like oh my god like I'm actually doing something um, so it wasn't technically an artist but uh, to say an artist, I, I, I've always been fortunate to, to have worked with, I, I guess, the industry's A and B kind of kind of artist. Um, so even when I was assisting assistant to director, we were you know we were working with you know uh, doing a lot of gospel stuff and working with like Hezekiah Walker, Rashawn Mitchell, the Clark sisters. Um, um, me being able to direct the video for Myron Butler, you know, so and you know that was one of you know the earlier projects, and then you know and then moving in, into London, um, and then working you know and then landing a project for like the Wars Family nonprofit organization, um, Centerpoint, you know, and we and we did like this remake of Terry McMillan's. Um, Streets of London, if I remember the song correctly, mm -hmm. and and the goal was to raise like five hundred thousand pounds mm -hmm. for homeless youth. Um, 
And then, you know, and then the journey just continues and it just has been amazing um, to getting called like, hey, you know, we need you to fly down to Australia to work on this project with Kanye West, you right. know, and then, you know, you know, actually, you know, going to London, I went, I, I went to London because I wanted to be international before I turned 25. Right, you that's what I, mean? I wanted to find out. Like, what yeah. had you, because that wound up being such a strategic move. Yes, it was a strategic move because I wanted to be international before I turned 25, and it right. was just something, and like I said, I'm like, just as a little black kid from New York City, right. the urban community, and it's mm -hmm. just like, hey, ma, you know, mm -hmm. like, I wanna, I'm gonna move to London, and it's like, oh, you know, it's always one of those, like, okay, you know what I mean? Don't necessarily, like, deter my dreams or or right. or speak down on it it's mm -hmm. just like okay you know what I mean like right. and um Thanksgiving I forgot the year I was like hey guys I'm right. here to eat dinner but I'm like leaving my flight is is gone right. but yeah it, it has been an, a remarkable journey right so let's talk about the agency that you connected with there and then how this um, mm -hmm. relationship evolved where you were able to do some of the film footage for I believe it was niggas in Paris yeah so so yeah some of the some of the uh, footage ended up in the niggas in Paris mm -hmm. it was it wasn't it you know we just had a bunch of this b-roll and it just so happens mm -hmm. to be it. it was we didn't know it was gonna be when we were shooting the film mm -hmm. shooting the footage mm -hmm. um, but yeah so I guess we have to go to New York City, we have to go back to New York City before we get to London. Um, so one of my good friends, uh, who, who've become like a brother of mine now, uh, Luti, um, we were happened to have been in a camera store uh, doing some rentals at the same time. Right. You know, right. he was in front of me, I was in back of him. And I think we were like the last customers in the store. And for whatever the case may be, there we, I, I, I couldn't get my insurance portal. It was, I was working, um, my a parent company's insurance portal, and I couldn't figure out where was the cert. It was at the homepage, but I was looking at the wrong, and I was like, "Fuck!" And it's like, oh, "I'm sorry." Oh. And it's like five, and it's like five minutes until this closing. It's like he's like he's like use my insurance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just get it. You know what I mean? So he lets me use insurance. He sparked up a conversation. Um, he was actually in town doing um some video work. Um, for his first company, Luti Media, in New York City, and he was like, hey, you know, do you have anybody who can do, like, BTS or something? Right. You know, paying it forward, you just helped me out. Mm -hmm. I just graduated film school. I got, like, a one ca a Canon 1DX, you know, I'm oh, hype sorry. about, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool, you know, I do it. Um, and then from there, you know, we all went out, and, you know, it was just, you know, it was just brotherhood from, from there. Um, a few months later, I, I began to plant the seed about wanting to come to New York City, and I knew that he could have been like that leech pin into right. into it. So yeah, so when I went there, I immediately began, um, you know, working. Right, right. Mm. And so, and then, what was that first sort of project when you had when you did kind of cross over seeds? That was um, really like so amazing for you. You were just. I mean, to be honest, just to be 24 years old going to mm -hmm. London, if I was going to do the the new person mm -hmm. with, yeah, with right. $500, right. that's right. exciting, yeah, you right. know what I mean? Right. Like, right. It, it's all exciting. Mm -hmm. um, but, he, uh, but his company has all, was already established by the time I came, so okay. we, we were already working with, well, he was already working with London's biggest stars. Mm -hmm. So I just came into the fold, and so it was just amazing to come to London and work at the top level. So working mm -hmm. with artists, from you know One Direction to um, Zayn Malik to Ali Mars to you know uh, just a host of European um, 
European talent, you know, especially the talent that came off of like the UK X Factor and all that. We were able to like Alexander Burke and there, there were just so many people that we were able to actually work with. And me being part of the company, it was, you know, I had a little part in just in a little bit of everything on the production admin side as well. Um, but yeah, obviously the creative is taken care of by the director and all that good stuff. But yeah, I think one of the, the, the projects that I was like, oh my God, whoa, like was the Kanye West, uh, I was uh, flew to Australia, uh, I would say like a couple of days before my 25th birthday. Mm -hmm. And um, so talk about, you know, being international before 25, right. but like yeah, not only, um, yeah, like not only did I go to London, but now I'm in Australia right. producing for Kanye West, one of the world's biggest, you know, stars, well, global stars now. Um, and that's when it like hit me. And that's when I was like, okay, like, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right, right. you know? And yeah. I think that's when it hit me. When I was 25, I looked up and I was in Australia producing for Kanye West. Right. And what did that project involve for you? And like you said, I know it was only a small part, I believe mm -hmm. it was some of the fashion stuff that was used mm -hmm. in some of those so, shots. Yeah, so it was a documentary um, that may come out may not come out you know there were just some rights sold to like some footage right. that happened 20 years ago you know what i mean right. so hopefully you know the world gets to see this the, the footage that we shot um because it's amazing um but yes yeah, some of the some of the footage ended up being in, in the niggas in paris music video right and then now let's talk about sort of transitioning back mm -hmm. and sort of how you decide okay i have enjoyed it here but mm -hmm. I've got work to do back in the States. My family's here. What mm -hmm. sort of shaped that decision and had to transition? Um, the goal was always to, to come back, to, to go back, and that is still the goal, to go back. But mm -hmm. um, I, definitely, I definitely wanted to begin to plant seeds in another place. So mm -hmm. I wanted to come back to New York City and take, you know, and just take all this international experience and then just like, I guess, mold it into, you know, this, 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 this international producer, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so when I came to LA, I strategically separated myself by saying, no, I'm an international producer. Right. You okay. know, like, um, oh, you're, you're a producer? No, I'm, a, I'm an international music video producer, do international, you know what I mean? Sure. And it wasn't and it wasn't about an ego thing, sure. it was just about literally separating myself um, from the influx of producers and directors right. that right. comes in every day. It was like, oh no, like, um, no, you can ship me off to Australia and I'll get it done, you can, or you can come into America and I know the language of the, the international language, you know, I'll be able to handle it. So yeah, so 90% of my work when I got to LA, I would say it was from my international forest that I planted, you know, years ago. Sure. And then how does one sort of make that transition on the real, like breaking it down? Because I think a lot of times when people are watching the show, they're trying to understand, I mean, these are amazing opportunities. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it was just for chance mm -hmm. that you were able to run into Ludi mm -hmm. in the store and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But that certainly doesn't happen every day. Mm -hmm. Sitting and putting a projection company together in LA with all the comp competition that's out here, just with a branding mm -hmm. idea, which is good. How did that actually translate into, okay, this first contract that we locked down and this is a pretty big star and this is a really good project to do considering I just arrived essentially okay. a few months ago. You know, this, that's actually a good question um, because it goes back into uh, my connections in London. So when I first got out here, I came out here, um, it's a longer story, but I came out here uh, and I was about to, oh man, I, I feel like I need to go into the story because it's like, it's just the context of it is just so. All right, so when I got back from London, 
I just had a, this amazing, this amazing gear. I got back from London and I just wanted to keep my, I would say, my my oomph up, you know what right. I mean? So, you know, you get back to New York City and all your friends are like, oh, work with me, help me, you know, with right. this. And it's like, it's a hundred dollars. And right. it's like, ah, boom, like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I just can't, like, come on. You know what I mean? So, but there's a balance of saying no. Mm -hmm. And I think my balance was way off. Mm -hmm. So no's began to, uh, for no calls, you know, mm -hmm. be turned into no calls. Mm -hmm. So it, it went from like, I did some amazing stuff that year, but, as a grown man, you need you need need to work consistently. So you know, the beginning of the year, it's like okay, cool. You know, the industry is slow. We'll you know we'll pick back up. Right. I end up getting a call from my boy Daps, and he's mm -hmm. like, "Yo, I need you to come help me put together a, a photo shoot for Pusha T's mm -hmm. album cover or whatever." Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, cool, that's dope. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we're picking up. Right. You know, a few months pass, and I'm like, well, like, what's <laughs> up? So. That that same that same year, London calls me again. And was like, hey, we need you to do, to put something together for Missy Elliott. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And I, okay, you yeah, see, right, like, right. it's coming. Uh, it's coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got contacts. I got contacts. You know, it's coming. But then, like, the summer comes and it's like nothing is like really solid. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and you know. You five dollar in there, hey, let me get five dollars. I won't pay you back. Let me right, you know, my, right, right, you know, pay you back on Tuesday. You know, boom, boom, boom. And then like you just five dollars yourself out with mm -hmm. everybody, moms. I have five, I have six, seven brothers and sisters, you oh know. So I can five dollar, <laughs> you know, a lot. Right, right, you know what I mean? Right. I can spread that out. Yeah. Um, but you just you wake up like, damn, you five dollars everyone um, to death. So then there's a project that comes for um, Gary Barlow, another another international project. You know what I mean? Hence, you know, um, separating myself as an international producer, right. you know, all the projects were that year were all international projects or with international directors. Um, and it was like $100,000. Now I'm right. 26 and I'm like, oh my right. God, like right. I have all the money to, to pay everybody <laughs> back. You know what right. I mean? Like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, let me knock out this project. I'm right. going to do this. And, and you know, like broke people, no broke so, people. Right, you know right, what right, I mean? Right. Like broke people, no broke people. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yo, let me get your job. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, you know, my cousin, right. my cousin, right. my cousin right. a caterer. Right. You know what I mean? Right. My boy could pick right. up something. Sure. So he could right. PA right. now. Right. Like, right. my girl does makeup. Sure. So right. she can, right. she, so. Right. You want to help the I'm helping everybody like because, like, helped you get help there. me, right? I'll look into the camera. <laughs> I did that and literally lost, like, $40,000 worth of equipment. Like 40,000, because, no, because no one knew protocol. Right. No one knew, everyone says rap, everyone starts walking away. No right. one knows that, okay, we have to like break down and we have right. to boom, boom, boom. And it was just like, so I'm thinking like, um, like, oh my God, like this was, uh, like I didn't work this whole year, this was, you know, but what it really was, it was just, a, it was just that, that last learning curve that I needed, I needed to just like release. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just this yeah. just release. Um, and I needed that and I needed that learning curve to grow. Um, because fast forward, you know, uh, that was the last project of the year. That's in October. So now it's Thanksgiving. You know, no one's really working right. like that. So it's not now my birthday. So I pray, right? And I'm like, God, like I've had an amazing career. Like, let me know if I need to reset. Let me know if, you know, let me know if I need to get a job for a couple years to yeah. to to figure it out. Like I pray on a Saturday that Monday, mm -hmm. I get a letter from New York City Transit Authority, mm -hmm. like, hey, we offer you a, a full-time job and all that stuff. I'm like, 
thank you, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, perfect, you know. And that would have been doing what? Because let's uh, put it out I there that you weren't shooting like some $100,000 yeah, video for no, them. No, 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 it wasn't, no, no, no. It definitely wasn't for no $100,000 <laughs> video for them. It was to be like a token booth operator, mm -hmm. right, you know? Sure, yes. I'm from New York City. I'm from New York City. My mom is always like, I know you want to be an artist, you know, but always have like some backup plans and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I took a test, you know, mm -hmm. I took a couple tests, city tests, like, hey, ma, Here's my confirmation okay. number. Right. Like, I took some tests, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, fast forward, like, five years later, they called me the weekend of the prayer that I, mm -hmm. I said to God, right? Mm -hmm. So that Saturday I prayed. That Monday I get a letter offering me a full-time job. Right. That Wednesday I get interviewed. That Friday I'm hired, right. you know. And it's like, oh, like, really dope. Fast. You know what I mean? Right. Like, real fast. And then I get a call um, from this director, Ryan. He's like, yo, I need you to put this this Wiz Khalifa project together. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, God, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, God, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. So obviously, you know, God's giving me this choice. God, mm -hmm. God is like, well, listen, like, you prayed for stability. You right. prayed for, this is what you prayed for. Like, this is, this is what you want, you right. know? So um, now, mind you, I've been broke the whole year. Right. The money that I would have made from Gary Barlow to right. take me into like my birthday, which is January, right. I've lost all of that. Right. So I have a decision to make. I have a decision to make to say, okay, cool. Do I start? Um, do I start training? You know. So about you know three weeks later, you know, uh, you know, it's around my birthday. I'll get a paycheck, right. and you know, right. MTAs, MTAs, boom, boom, boom. Right. I'll get a paycheck. My birthday is January twenty seventh. I'll be, you know what I mean? It'd sure. be kind of right. cool. Right. If I take this project, I gotta push training. Right. I won't get paid until March. Right. Sure. So, so now, yeah. So now we're still in December. So just forward thinking a payment not until March is is a scary, little, right? Especially if it's like New York. Yeah, <laughs> like, you live in New York. You can't sit in your car. Exactly, oh, right? So, you know, I take the project for Wiz Khalifa. Mm -hmm. just, Obviously, just on right? The hope. <laughs> right? Just on the hope, right? Sure. The project don't come through. The project yeah. don't come through, and it was just a blow. And I'm like, and I have my camera, my my Canon 1DX, and I'm broke. I've been broke right. the whole year. I've been, you know, have had like three jobs that, you know, luckily when I do get paid, you know, you know, I I I can make something stretch, sure. you right. know. Sure. So, but this last job I didn't get paid. I actually lost all right. the money to right. pay all these law, the, the uh, insurance fees. I think all I think I had like four insurance policies, and I think they were like twenty five hundred dollars a piece. So there was like ten thousand dollars insurance to cover right. all of yeah. this, all of this, right? Um, so I, I have my camera. I pawn my camera. Mm. I pawn my camera, my baby. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like my my baby. Like I pawn my camera. Um, so I can just like go to New York. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take this job now. Right. I'm gonna take this job. Right. Let me just get my last row out. Right. Let me get my whole. Right. You know. Let exactly. me. I did it. I, I did it. You know what I mean? So I go to New York City. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. I go to the. I go to the pawn place. I think I only charged. I think they only gave me like four hundred fifty, right. maybe five hundred dollars for a six thousand dollar camera. But I knew that I was gonna come back. And, and pay for it when I get my first paycheck and all that. I go to I go to uh, I go to uh, I go to LA. Spend all my money because. Oh well. <laughs> like I'm young. Yeah, yeah, I go spend all my money. Five, I'm go so. you know I'm gonna go back home and start working whatever. So spend yeah. all my money. Then I and then I'm like okay cool I have this one more day to reset before I need to go to work so I extend my flight. Mm. I extend my flight. 
Okay, where's another $50? Where's another $75? And it's like, damn, like, I don't even got that, right? So, um, the morning I was supposed to start work, I called in and I resigned. Wow. And I said, I'm staying in LA, I'm gonna make it work. And um, I asked one of my friends, um, actually a couple of my friends, uh, they were styling, they are stylists, and um, uh, asked them, can I stay with them? I, I think for like three months, right? Um, I was like, okay, cool. So the longer story is that we ended up we ended up working for a company who brought us on to do their marketing PR. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case may be, that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But to just fast forward, right? So we we terminate the contract with them. So it's a Thursday, right? So this Thursday, I'm, it's like the three months. I'm supposed to be moving out the right. apartment. Time's up. Time's up for the three months. I uh, I um just resigned from this job uh, that Thursday. Now I start moving into this apartment, I end up getting scammed. And I'm like, I'm from New York City. <laughs> like, how, you shouldn't hustle, hustle. How do I get scammed? I'm from New York City. And for whatever the case may be, I get scammed. And I'm like, yo, I just need like a couple more days or whatever the case may be. But he had his brother coming in, so it messed up some timing or whatever. So I just take, you know, the, the Chrysler's apartment or whatever the case may be try to figure it out. But Daps, the guy who hit me up, the guy who hit me up um, that for that photo shoot that year uh, hit me up when I was in church that Sunday, right? So I was in church, so now mind you, I would have not worked anyway that, I mean, I would have worked Friday, I would have not worked that Saturday and Sunday. So technically I was jobless for one day. Right. Daps hit me, I was like, yo, I need you to produce this music video for me for this international band, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. So I, that was actually my first, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it, that was my first job as a producer in LA and it was mm -hmm. just from a call while I'm praying in church right. about what will be my next step because right. I, I didn't send an email to nobody. Mm -hmm. I didn't have my resume all okay. done. I didn't have my website and my real polished, right. you know, to just go and start working. It was, um, it was my relationships from when I went to London. So, um, I start working and then that year I went on to have I went on to have done like I would say like 35 music videos uh, for a bunch of uh, like I would say C's you know right. I don't want to say no names right. now that now that I said C's well, 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 be careful. <laughs> right right but I did think I mean was that the same year you did Big Sean's video um that was the second year that was second yeah yeah so that's when you started yeah so okay, right, right. we won't say names Sorry. yeah yeah we won't say names yeah <laughs> but like you know I did a, I did some things for like. You, that year, I'm not gonna say the names because they do have some sort of like names. Um, but um, that year, and then I was like, okay, cool. Like there was a bunch of just international stuff, and then it wasn't until I got the first. Um, it wasn't until I actually prayed. It's just so crazy how powerful prayers. Um, I was like, you know, I have all these um, international acts, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But I don't really have any hip hop acts. Right. So I was like, you know, I need to transition and do some hip hop stuff, you know, and I, I want to do some hip hop stuff. So the first real hip hop project that I got was Low Life for featuring The Weeknd. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, mm -hmm. if it's going to be sure. uh, a hip hop project, it's, it's, it's going to be that project. Yeah, sure. but that project went on, you know, then I worked with, you know, from DJ Khaled to Rick Ross to Big Sean to just like, you know, to say he's a Gemini, to just a host of other um, acts. Um, and yeah, and then 
we I went on to uh, to formally create the Purple Score Agency. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and then one other thing we want to cover, just in terms of this background piece, is when you're thinking about a project, and obviously you you get the contract and things like that. How do you sort of come up with that mindset behind some of what you might bring to the table that, that's unique? Because mm -hmm. I think certainly artists are going to work with different producers mm -hmm. and things like that. But it seems like there may be a lot of pressure on you to try to figure out, okay, am I really going with the, what the artist direction is? Mm -hmm. Sort of how I guide them, how I sort of maybe deal with their mm -hmm. ego or not? And, and just how does that process look? when you get a project, maybe if we pick one of the ones as an example mm -hmm. that you could speak to, that here's one where I really had to sort of guide the project and I kind of use my vision or my thoughts and kind of mm -hmm. share it with the artist. Mm -hmm. um, being fortunate to be part of like the inception, the management and the delivery, um, I would say yeah, my there is a thread that I bring on to every project. But yeah, I think one is really just checking your ego at the door. Um, I know that I'm here as I'm hired, you know what I mean? Um, so it's really just checking your ego out the door and just figuring out, you know, what brand, what is being sold, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because every artist is a brand, you know, and every artist is being sold to somebody. So we're just trying to figure out exactly what that brand is trying to communicate. And then working with all the creatives, you know, into just bringing that to life. You know, one of the things that I do is I, I risk manage, of course, and, I, and, and you know, expectations and all that good stuff, but, you know, it's just introducing new ideas that keeps the same integrity of your overall idea, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not necessarily saying, no, we can't do that. It's like, hey, you know, what if, you know, let's think about it this way, you know, whether it's because of budget reasons, whether because of safety reasons, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, maneuvering, uh, I'm sorry, massaging you know these different creatives or different ideas into like what you know everyone envisioned it to be mm -hmm. so um not to speak on any particular one but yeah i think every production has its challenges mm -hmm. and 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 everyone has its formula and it's just you know being open and you know and one of the, one of my best qualities i would love to, to say about myself is being able to put together a team you know, and then within that is, you know, leaning into your team's experience for these for these um, solutions right. um, and, you know, and just making sure everyone is heard and, and acknowledged, you know. Sure. What's a, if you can speak to it, uh, one of your favorite projects that you got to take yeah. part in? Um, you want to know what? I, I don't have a favorite just because I've been blessed to have done such a, to sh to portray black people in just so amazing lights, um, you know. Uh, but I would say a handful would be the Khalid, uh, Young Dumb and Broke. Mm -hmm. um, one because we were able to work with you know you know Mr. Belding, you know Rachel Lee Cook, um, um, the, the black comedian guy Wayne mm -hmm. Wayne Brady Wayne Brady. Right. Um, and you know, and just a host of uh, of a of, of, of beautiful, beautiful upcoming creatives, um, and, and black people alike. Um, so that's probably my best, my favorite one that I still look at. But you know, they're 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 they they all have a, their own place. Sure, clearly. Um Religion is really important to you. It seems like you grew up in the church. And I know also your health, you did something I thought was amazing, which is to like go and get a checkup after mm -hmm, quarantine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what sort of inspired you to do that? Because so often we always feel like, gosh, if the young people would take their health more seriously, yeah, yeah. What, what was your inspiration there? I mean, to be honest, I, what sparked it was, I didn't realize I didn't know my blood type. 
Okay. I was like, I'm 34 years old. How you don't know your blood type? Like, so that kind of what really what sparked it. But then it was like um, just realizing, you know, some of the habits that was was developed in quarantine. Whether it's you know eating out or or just eating the worst foods possible, just because of trying to survive and make sure your money don't run out, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, so I knew I knew I just wanted to get a full a, a full profile of my health. Um, no matter how much it costs, but luckily, obviously, insurance covers the bulk of it. So get insurance, guys. Right. Um, but yeah, that was the reason. It was because um, the idea of not knowing my blood type was kind of bothered me, mm -hmm. and knowing that I wanted to just understand my body and uh, and just make sure I like you know. After quarantine, you know, eating baked cookies right. with ice cream, <laughs> you know what I mean? You exactly. just, everything starts taking a toll, you know what I mean? Right. So I just wanted to make, just wanted to make sure that I can be preemptive um, and with my health and not wait. Right. And you found that your cholesterol was high and yes. then it yes. sort of inspired you to even make some more changes. Yeah. What, so what it, those? Yeah, luckily it wasn't high. It was like, mid, it was medium high, I guess. Okay. He didn't say it. On it, its way. Like, it was on its way to being high. So yeah. Right. So, you know, obviously, you know, it, I've always had like a gym membership, so using that more actively and just making sure that, you know, that my diet is in line with my future. Um, so, you know, you know, limiting the meats, especially the red meats, you know, never really, never did pork or anything like that. But, um, you know, I do love some French fries and some fried chicken, and, you know what I mean? Like the, the chicken sandwich from, I really think it was a chicken sandwich from fucking um, Chick-fil-A that really did it, you know? That was the beginning of the end, but no, um, you know, it, it was something that I, I'm glad that I did. Mm -hmm. And then sort of now, in terms of some of the things that you may do health-wise, um, what types of things you find yourself doing to sort of stay fit, be ready for your day, and kind of have your mindset mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, so obviously it includes working out, but also, you know, just making sure that the foods that I, I intake, you know, so, you know, I, I love doing this, you know, this portobello mushroom, spinach, um, red onion with like amino acid medley, you mm -hmm. know, with some oatmeal and maybe a piece of wheat toast. Um, and just making sure that the food that I put in my body is is of life, you know. Um, so you know, a bunch of fruits and veggies, you know, and limit and limit the meat. Um, I I once I did practice uh, veganism, mm -hmm. uh, so you know, just you know, uh, moving my diet back in that direction. Sure. And then um, just inspiration for younger people who know you're very young yourself. Mm -hmm. Somebody coming up in the game that, that doesn't have that camera yet. I mean, mm -hmm. and it was just so poignant hearing about like having to part with that mm -hmm. at, at such a young age. What's some inspiration you give to somebody who not only is trying to figure out how to find their way forward, but also just get started? I would say if you need to part with the camera, part with it, just because parting with the camera got me here. So don't hold on to like the material things, um, release things, be able to just like float. But I would say um, one of the things that I've been able to do. Um, and I guess why I've been able to do these things was because I, I just never gave up, uh, just never gave up. Uh, and two, I just kept my head down and worked. You know, I absorbed what I need to absorb and I discard what I need to discard. But yeah, um, when, I, when, I, when it's time to work, I'm there to work. And um, I always deliver. And that's a personal mantra uh, that I live by. And I, you know, this year, I probably deliver something not on time, but for the most part, I deliver on time, yeah. Right. So. What brings you happiness and what sort of makes you stay positive in the midst of everything, good and bad, that you have to deal with? It's so funny because, you know, I think 
right now I'm coming into like a, a new space of of, of happiness. I think um, COVID. I think with with everybody. I think you know, you know, getting lazy and but within the laziness, um, you know, just lost a sense of direction and all that good stuff. So. You know, I, I think it's a, giving yourself grace to go through emotions um, because it's not always here, you right. know? So, you know, just, you know, so within that, um, allowing myself to just go through my emotions and to go through and to acknowledge how I feel. And if I need to say sorry to myself, I do. Um, but ultimately, you know, being able to do what I love, you know, and wake up and, and, and basically inspire that, that makes me happy. Sure. I know you're working with uh, your agency, Purple Squirrel mm -hmm. Agency. What kinds of things are coming down the pike or mm -hmm. you guys looking forward to working to, with or delivering? Nice. Well, yeah, so Purple Square Agency, um, it's a boutique creative agency. Uh, just a little backstory. Purple Square means the perfect candidate. It's a human resource term. Um, so just imagine, you know, you've been looking for an assistant for eight months and you just have not found anyone qualified and your cousin's cousin's baby daddy <laughs> <Is that right? laughs> has, has, has a partner, nephew, who just, you know, you know, who just have a, a nephew who just graduated or whatever and his resume comes across your desk and it's like you didn't have no vantage points to him but he mm -hmm. comes like by definition he's your purple squirrel mm -hmm. um so yeah so i created the uh, the agency just to house um you know ips you know mm -hmm. um but yeah so right now we're uh, i'm uh you know finishing up uh collaborating with um talent and yeah i think you know right now it's just you know figuring out what visuals look like post-covid and that workflow mm -hmm. um but yeah uh, and on the flip side of that we do have some some screenwriting that's being done and some deals for a potential uh movie development mm -hmm. to be done so i'm excited about that as well yeah, absolutely. Well, you're definitely a wealth of inspiration and definitely we love hearing you talk about how much this comes from your heart and, and it seems like church is in the family mm -hmm, too mm -hmm. and really important because I think that you evoke this positivity and I like the confidence that you bring to <laughs> projects. You. So, um, you know, we heard it from you. Definitely take your health seriously. Yes. Go get that checkup. Take the fact that you might have gotten COVID-10 or 20 or 30 by a little <laughs> bit of, you know, laziness or spending too much time, you know, doing the binge weekend BH1 type of thing, mm -hmm. so, or, or I guess they call it today, they call it Netflix, sorry. Oh, yeah. way back. <laughs> and, um, and certainly look at your health seriously in terms of being your greatest asset, whether it be mentally, spiritually, mm -hmm. and then definitely in terms of nutritionally. Mm -hmm. So I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. We love having you guys join us. And again, continue to take medicine and music seriously, which we mm -hmm. certainly do. And uh, for us, it seems yes. like some of the music and videos you've produced have mm -hmm. been our medicine. So thanks again. No problem. Thank you. It. Sure. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast.
Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Electrocast.